welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show from the Labatt Blue Studio. Labatt Blue and Labatt Blue Light. Bleed blue and white, drink blue and light. And don't forget to try the new Labatt Blue Light Seltzer Variety Pack. Available at retailers throughout Pennsylvania. It's time for quarter number four of the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante along with Eric Lammers, lead recruiting analyst for the Penn State Rivals Network. To find everything from Eric and his team at Penn State Rivals, just go to PennState.Rivals.com. And if you're interested in more from Keystone Sports, just download the Keystone Sports app from wherever you get your podcast. Eric, another week. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's always good to be back on with you, Jim. Uh, you know, they keep on the, the hot streak, you know, there with the offensive line recruitment and things like that. So they give us plenty to talk about. So I'm happy to be on here once again. Yeah, that's the thing. We always wonder, well, what are we going to talk about next week? And lo and behold, they always give us some ammunition. So, Eric, how about we start with the finish to the 22 class? And let's start with safety, Tyrese Mills. Uh, Safety from Lackawanna Junior College. And we've heard that a lot over the last couple years as Penn Staters. A safety coming from Lackawanna Junior College. The first thing we all think, because we're spoiled... Are we going to get another Jaquan Brisker or Jair Brown here with Tyrese Mills? Yeah, I mean, he's obviously so, obviously, like you mentioned, it's a good pipeline there for uh, the football staff to, t- to tap in there. And, and so getting Tyrese to join him, you know, it was never really a question of getting him in this class. You know, I know there was some speculation early, especially coming out of the um, December signing period when he didn't sign then, you know, what was happening and, and was he going to ultimately end up a Nittany Lion? And, and it really never was a question of if, it was more about just when and the staff and Tyrese just wanted to kind of handle their due diligence um, off the field, make sure everything was aligned, make sure that everything was looking good. And they all did it. And Tyrese did it. And he, to his credit, he handled his business. So that's one thing I'm really high on about. He appears like as a young man that when he sets his mind to doing something, he's going to get it done. So I applaud him for that. And yeah, and when you, so when you look on the film and you watch him, you know, he, he's rangy. He comes downhill. He's physical. You know, I like what I saw from him. So getting him in this class and having him join uh, J.B. Nelson, you know, the other Lackawanna uh, signee that they pulled from uh, pulled from there, is a good get for the Penn State staff. I'm sure they're happy that he was able to, you know, take care of business. And I, and I know, you know, they're looking forward to having some big things done for him, uh, for him to be doing some big things for them in the future. And when James Franklin talked about him, he mentioned the fact that this is a guy who could play three positions, meaning both safety positions and even that extra defensive back, that extra safety that sneaks up and plays that pseudo linebacker position. Is that what you saw from him also? For sure. I mean, I think that's a great way to explain it. I think you can kind of see him on the back end playing a little bit of free because I think he shows some range on tape. But at the same time, I also think because of his physicality, if you want to play him up closer to the line of scrimmage, if you want to use him in a nickel position, maybe more as a nickel back to cover some of maybe those bigger uh, tight ends or receivers that they'll put there in the slot, but also help in run support because of his physicality, I certainly think that's something that Tyrese will have the ability to do when he when he gets there in uh, State College. And we all absolutely love those safeties who could sneak up into the box and, and be a physical presence and a good tackler. And in Brisker and Jair Brown, you already have that. They're talking Jonathan Sutherland actually being a linebacker this coming year. So that's, a uh, again, another example of a safety playing in the box, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's obviously it's being, you know, nowadays you're seeing more and more of the game 
evolve into them having five DBs on the field at one time. Uh, you know, you want to get those guys in there that can help in run support, that can help in the passing game, especially as the game turns into more and more of a passing, uh, a passing game. And I just think this, you know, Tyrese is another great example of having having somebody on your team that helps you evolve and having, having so that you don't always have to transition your uh, personnel every time to match the offense, right? You can stay in there because he can help you, like you said, on top um, at, in a safety position, but at the same time he can drop down into that overhang uh, or into that nickel position as well. And, and so having that flexibility in those five defensive backs just gives Diaz more and more chess pieces to use as he's matching others, other teams' personnel. But there was another guy going into signing day that we weren't sure of. And that was, and I'll give it a shot with the name here, offensive lineman from the state of Washington, Vega Ioni. And I think there was a lot of doubt. He was a Washington commit, decommitted when they changed coaches. But I got to tell you, my instinct was to come all the way from the West Coast to the East. I didn't think that likely. I thought he'd end up staying with uh, Washington. Lo and behold, during James... Uh, Franklin's press conference, he announced we had another commitment for the 22 class. Uh, tell us about him. Right, right. And, and I don't think that that was, uh, you know, I, I think there has to been, um, they worked together, I guess, what, is, what I'm trying to say on the announcement uh, at the school and James Franklin's press conference. Because I know he's one to, you know, for the show and everything like that. And so I think that timed up rather nicely for him, no doubt. But uh, yeah, I was, I was surprised as well because, you know, when I, I, like you, I didn't think there was much chance of them pulling a Washington product all the way across the country uh, there to State College and in, in, you know, into Penn State. I will say on his visit, one thing that he mentioned, he really enjoyed the food. So obviously they kept him fed well and he enjoys the Pennsylvania um, food quite nicely. So there's something about that, I guess. But ultimately, I think what ended up happening, I just think that he just once again clicked you know, with the Penn State staff and with the Penn State players. You know, he said he also mentioned he had a chance to get around a lot of the guys while on campus, and I think he just he just meshed. Because I had some experience recruiting Polynesian uh, prospects while at Vanderbilt, and it's always hard to get that first one really to commit into the program or to pull them because they really are so family. They're very bound by family, and they like to have multiple uh, Polynesian prospects on the team when they go there just because it makes them feel at home. And, you know, because when we pulled, we pulled somebody at Vanderbilt all the way from Hawaii, and he was the first guy that we pulled. Um, but then from there, it just every year we were getting one or two, and just because we all drew it back to that one. And so he obviously wanted to be a trailblazer. He has no problem doing that. You know, he kind of, he must, he had something that's clicked with him. And so it's a very good get. I thought that he was going to stick with Washington as you did because the Washington kept the offensive line coach that had recruited him um, to Washington, and he gave his previous commitment. So anytime you get that kind of pull, that's big time, and they did something right on that visit, whether it's the food or whether it's the just the culture that's being built there in Penn State. They did something, and it was enough to get Vega uh, in the boat, and that was a very nice signing day surprise for sure. And if he is a kid that looks out for that family environment, that's the one thing we hear over and over again from recruits that commit to Penn State. They always recognize the family environment that James Franklin has created. No doubt, no doubt, and that, I mean, that, and that, it, it just is something very huge. I can't stress that enough. It's very huge within the Polynesian culture, and so for this young man to choose to come across the country, it just solidifies what Coach Franklin and his staff are building there in State College in terms of the family culture, as you pointed out. And as a player, they're getting themselves a really good one as well. You know, he's a thick, he's got some thick lowers. He's got a nasty streak to him. He's gonna, he's gonna project inside to guard. 
He's got ready-made size already, so he's going to be a good one to watch. He's going to be a good, fun one to watch. You know, I think that he's got a chance, maybe not in year one, but year two definitely to help start contributing just because of it. He's got that size. He's got that nastiness. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a dream inside there at guard for sure. Combined with uh, the disappointing play the last couple years of the offensive line, plus the lack of numbers there, that was a very good get for Penn State. And as long as we're all on the roll with offensive linemen, Another announcement this week, and this is a Pennsylvania recruit, Javen Williams. He's a four-star in the class of 23, six foot five, 300 pounds. Like I said, four-star, very highly rated. What's Penn State getting with with Javen Williams? Yeah, I mean he's a really really good player. When you pop on the film, he's just athletic. You know, he moves. He's like a dancing bear when they get him out into space, and uh, they pull him a lot. So he gets out there. He avoids. Um, he avoids defenders really with ease, uh, and he's able to get out, whether it's in open space or whether it's pulling through the, through the middle there. He can make things happen. So I think he's another really good player for the, for the Penn State staff to get. It's a, it obviously helps that he's there from Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, I, I'm very excited about him in terms of what he's going to be able to bring to the table for Penn State. You know, he wanted to get in the, in the boat. He had mentioned uh, when we talked to him over at Nittany Nation, every time he stepped foot on campus, he just felt like he wanted to commit. He was there during the fall when he was uh, for the Villanova game when they offered him, and he left that day and he just thought, man, I wanted to commit. Didn't do it. Then he comes back in December for a junior day, the last day before things go dead in the December period, and he leaves and he's like, man, I think I can commit, but he didn't do it. So he's always had this thing, he's always had something inside of him pulling him to Penn State, pulling him to the state college, and finally he just, you know, I think it helps that they're, they're having so much success on the offensive line recruiting uh, this cycle and there's their spots are filling up and I think he just thought to himself well I'm not going to mess around anymore this is not something I this is where I want to be there's no sense in dragging this thing out anymore and so he just made the decision to be a Nittany Lion and he the staff and Nittany Lion Nation uh, should all be very happy that he made that decision. Let's talk about him a little bit more you mentioned um, our, our friend Vega from Washington you looked at him he's an interior offensive lineman you look at him as a guard. Um, how about with Williams? Uh, can he play tackle? Is he a tackle? Yeah, I think he's a tackle. I do. I think he's a tackle. I think he's got the length. I think he's got the athleticism. You know, get him out there on the edge and see what he can do. I think, you know, uh, watching on film, I think he bounces back and forth. Uh, and I, so I'm not saying that he always that he doesn't have the ability to play some guard. I certainly think he does. But I think when you just couple his athleticism and his length together, I think you're going to want to start him out on the edge for sure. Um, and you know he's he's a slimmed up. He doesn't you know he looks good, and I think he's got good knee bend. And so uh, yeah, from from everything that I've seen on film, I think the best spot for him to start, especially when you just look at the rest of this class that Penn State has signed or not signed, sorry, the rest of this class that they have committed, and just kind of how they project out. I think in the Penn State staff's mind, they definitely see this young man as a tackle, and I think it draws merit when you watch him on film and the things that he can do. And so yeah, I think that's definitely where you're going to see him start. Uh, and just I think that's a, it's a very good tackle get uh, for the Penn State staff for sure. And I think it's very telling in that 23 class, there's eight commitments so far, and four of them are offensive linemen. Now, you've been there. You've been on the Vanderbilt staff. Is this a conscious thing? Is the team saying we're short on numbers, we're, we've been short on talent on the offensive line? It's going to be an emphasis in this coming class. Is that how it works? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously every time you go into a new cycle and you kind of look at where you're deficient, you're going to make sure that you have your priorities in line and know where exactly where you want to hit a home run that cycle. 
offensive line is always somewhere where uh, college staffs are always looking to bring in depth, bring in talent, because it's just such a such a, sometimes such an unknown of kind of what you're bringing in. So the more talent you can bring in, the more talent you can stack on top of each other, the better. I think what really got this class started in particular in the way that it's trending is when they got Birchmeyer in the fold. I think anytime you get somebody of that uh, that level as good as he is to have him in early and then as you can just continue to build on that and I think what ends up happening kind of what happened with Javen is these guys end up looking at this class and they see that there's three guys committed now there's four guys committed and they know that there's only so many spots that you can take right and if Penn State is somewhere that you're seriously considering or somewhere that's high on your level of interest then you really start to have to start thinking about that and maybe if your timeline says you know, well, I really wanted to take some visits in the summer, or I really wanted to extend this thing out into the fall. But but in the back of your mind, you're thinking to yourself, Penn State's really where I want to be, or one of the places that I really want to be, and you see all these spots starting to dry up, then you have to reevaluate and really think to yourself, well, maybe I don't have this long a timeline. Maybe I need to speed up my process a little bit. Maybe I need to secure my spot if, if that's where I want to be. And so ultimately, I think it's just kind of a snowball effect. You kind of see it take place here and and that helps build this class because it started, like I said, it started early with Birchmeyer, then Miller jumps in, then Donku jumps in. Now you got Williams. Okay, so how many spots do we have, and who who are we targeting? And let's go get them. And I think that's kind of how you look at it. And we might see a real good offensive line finally at Penn State. That is it, though, for this edition of the show. Thank you, Eric, for being on with some great information, and thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. This is where the temperatures are unkind. This is where water freezes in the blink of an eye. This is where the wind bites harder than a mid-ice cross-check. This is where the beer is always on ice. This is Labatt Hockey, played the way Mother Nature intended. Labatt Blue is proud to support pond hockey and all the hardy souls that like to play it cool. This is Labatt Hockey. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York.